Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome to End the Hustle podcast, a place where rest and relaxation is honored, celebrated, and lived. I am your host, Angela Accomando, and I love being able to share with you my own insight about ending the hustle. And once in a while, I'll have some amazing guests on that will share how they've done it for themselves and how they help others do the same. So it is New Year's Eve. I am actually sitting here in my bathrobe and uh, said to my husband, don't bother me because I'm going to quickly do a podcast episode about about New Year's and New Year's resolutions and doing something a bit differently. So, you know, New Year's resolutions are so big. And I feel like you know, the saying we plan God laughs. I mean, he's really been laughing the last two years because even the biggest coaches and business people are all realizing and are all posting about I'm throwing, I'm throwing away, you know, I'm doing things differently. And what I found is that I started off 2021 saying, I'm going to make sure I do my quarterly planning. I love to do that. And situations arise in life. And not only that, for me, it's more about when I'm not inspired, when I'm, when I have nothing to give, I, I'm somebody that I can't just show up and give. And I have learned to listen to my body and work more intuitively and allow the process of life to flow. So this year, I had all kinds of things planned. I was going to finally finish my online course, even though I didn't feel good about it and launch it and push myself through it and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, life happens. My daughter had a baby in early January. So I really, she's a single mom and I had to really be there for her. She lived with me for the first couple of years and that, I mean, first couple of months. And then I had to help her find um, a place to live and help her take care of the baby. And that was a lot because my older kids are in their twenties and my little one is the best, most well-behaved nine-year-old, not because I'm doing anything right. It's just, that's just how he is. He's a very old soul. So I am just not used to what I had to adjust to this year and helping take care of the baby and taking him overnight. So a lot of things were really put on the back burner. And I was frustrated about this, right? Because I had my plan and I am kind of like, my, my husband would totally say, yeah, she is. I am totally like many different people in one person. Okay. There's a part of me that can be very, you know, airy and I'm all over the place. And, you know, I'm kind of like a hippie and, you know, very free spirited. And then there's another side of me who is the complete opposite side of that, where I am very rigid and very type A and I I say, I'm going to get this done and I got to get it done. Um, And I fluctuate between these two people that live in me. It's, it's quite challenging for me, but I've learned to embrace them. And I've learned to work with these both sides of me, right? Because what I've realized is that it has created balance in my life because there was a time in my life that I didn't embrace the free spirit in me. And I was just very, um, you know, type A getting things done, but I became too serious in life and I wasn't having much fun and I was just too serious of a person. And for what? And this was like in my twenties. 
think I was really serious because I had my kids so young and I wanted to give them a great life. And I thought that's what giving them a great life was, was being quote unquote successful by the world's definition. And I've learned that, um, that is just not true at all. We create our own definition of success. And so September, August rolls around and me and my husband and my nine-year-old take a road trip and we fly to Arizona, rent an RV and we go all around. So we go to Sedona and the Grand Canyon and Lake Havasu and Joshua Tree, which I highly recommend to go to. And then I ended up in Tucson and I spent one night in um, Miraval Spa and I talk about this on another episode, how horses changed my life. And I took two classes with horses and they really, I do a lot of self-help stuff and I am very open to stuff. Um, And I'm also very allergic to horses, but I did this and they really taught me a lot. And I had written this book nine years ago when I almost lost my daughter to a very serious attempted suicide. And I've kind of taken the book out and then put it away and and I've taken out and put it away. And it's been away for probably four years. And through the last couple of years of this pandemic, when death is really in your face, I've said to myself, well, if I was on my deathbed, what would I regret? What didn't I not do? And it was always, I would ask myself this over and over, is always finish that book. But I couldn't bring myself to finish the book until I got to the horses. And so the horses really showed me how I was putting myself and my needs and my desires to the side constantly to do for my children, my husband, my friends, business, all kinds of stuff. And, um, they were kind of like, Hey, time's up, girlfriend time's up, or you could just keep doing this and, you know, keep being angry at other people, even though you're the one making this choice, you're the one that's deciding you're not setting boundaries. And when I was there, I saw Glennon Doyle and I was like, this is a sign. And then I became very mean girly about her while I was there. And I was like, wow, why do I feel like this? And my friend Fadeshta taught me about, um, shadow work. And when we feel like that about somebody, usually when we're jealous about something, it's because it's a desire of our own that we're not owning. And so I, um, realized, you know, she's this phenomenal writer who writes books that really changes people's lives. And that's what I've always wanted since I was nine years old to publish a book that really touched people's hearts and made them think deeply about their lives in a different way. And so the horses and seeing Glennon Doyle there really stopped me in my tracks. And I came home and I drew a line in the sand and I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this book and I'm going to need an editor. And that means I'm going to have to spend a little money on my own. And, uh, you know, make your decision, Angela, like you're either going to be all in and finish this book and really do it or not. And, um, I came home and I met with a few people and then felt really good. It was a hard decision, the whole editor thing. Um, but then I felt really good when I came across this one woman who was recommended to me. And so 
I share all this. You're probably thinking, what's your point? I share all this to say that when I started 2021, my, like, my goal was not, I'm finally going to finish that book and here's how I'm going to do it. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure on some paper I burned somewhere it was, I'm going to finish this book. Um, but I didn't really have a concrete plan. Cause like every year was like, I'm going to finish this book but I finished it because I allowed myself, I allowed myself to be led by the universe, by my higher self, by guides, by whatever you want to call it, by God, um, to what was right now. What is the next thing now? And I finally got to finish the book. I mean, the editor sent it back and I'm going to do some stuff and then I got to send it back. Just going to do the final edit, but it's pretty much done. I mean, it's, it's about as close to done as it's ever been. And I had no plan. Like there was no grand scheme of like every day I'm going to sit down and write, or I'm going to take this writing course, or I'm going to buy this writing program. And like, trust me, I looked into all of that. Like when I came back and I drew the line in the sand, I was like, okay, you don't have to spend another 10 or $15,000 on a course. You just need to sit down, stop doubting yourself and finish this book. Okay. And if I stuck to a specific plan, right. And I, I wouldn't have gotten this book done because I would have said, oh, no, no. In quarter three, I'm working on this. And in quarter four, I'm working on this. Like it would have never happened is basically what I'm saying. So maybe this year, instead of setting, um, you know, New Year's resolutions, you just set some intentions. And that's actually what I'm going to do this year is I'm writing down my intentions as if they are, and I'm putting them in an envelope and on the envelope, I'm writing open this January 1st, 2023. But as I enter 20, I mean, yeah, open 2023, as I enter 2022, I am going to, um, flow with life, right? I'm going to flow with it. Like, I'm doing, I'm hosting a virtual retreat. Keep your eyes and ears out for it. So I'm going to be hosting a virtual retreat and I'm going to flow with it. I don't have this grand plan. You know, I've been working on the sales page. I've been talking to the other women who I want involved and I'm doing it nice and easy because rigid and super planny just doesn't work. Like I keep telling my husband that when it comes to the restaurant that he owns, I'm like, whatever rule book you're going by, buddy, like throw it out the door, especially for restaurants in New York, because it ain't working. And I think that if you would just um, play with this and say, eh, it may feel a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to experiment with this. And maybe you pick something that you need to do or work on and not have a rigid plan, but more flow with it and tap into yourself, your inner guide, your gut and see what next, what next, what next. And maybe it's nothing next. Maybe it's rest next. 
And you need to trust that. But regardless of what it is, um, I just invite you today to move into 2022, burn the rule book, move into more flow, get in touch with your inner self, your inner guide, your higher self, right? Um, your God self, um, and let that lead you and guide you because I'll tell you something rest. It's funny that I have this podcast and the hustle, right? Because everybody that knows me is like, and the hustle you Angela. And I'm like, hello. Like we teach what we need in our own lives. Um, so rest is easy and not easy for me. So I can rest, but um, yeah, in my head, I'm like thinking about what I need to do and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I can totally turn off, but when I'm on, I'm on, like I am on, like, trust me, I know it. Cause when I walk into the restaurant, people are like, here she is like all my employees. Um, cause I'm like, did you do this? Can you wipe this down? What happened with that? Okay. We're going to do this and that that's the kind of person I am. And from, I would say, oof, it may even be May, May or June of 2021 till I came back from vacation in September, I was in a complete fertile void, which means I had nothing. I had no inspiration. I had no umph to really do much. I had no creativity flowing. Like, like there really wasn't much I had to offer. And I had to sit with that because I literally had nothing. I mean, I had no desire to do an Instagram story, an Instagram post, to work with anyone, to collaborate. I mean, nothing. I don't think I put out one single episode. If I did, it was an old one that I put out. Um, but that's exactly what I needed. So I listened to myself. And because I listened to myself and I allowed myself to surrender to that time when I had nothing to give and just rest and lay on my hammock and look at the sun and look at, you know, the trees and the beautiful flowers and the sun beaming behind them and have so much appreciation for that. I could cry right now. Um, you know, I was able to show up and finish that book. I was able to show up and really put everything together for the virtual virtual retreat that I am putting together. I was actually able to come up with the idea to do a virtual retreat and everything just flowed so easily. And I think that we feel rushed because, you know, we feel like time, right? Like I'm 40 or I'm 50 or I'm 60 or some, even some people are even like, well, I'm 25. I'm like, okay, you sit down for real because you got nothing but time on your side. But today, Betty White, one of my favorite actresses of all time just passed about two and a half weeks before her hundredth birthday. But that woman was an actress up until the day she died. And if, she, if anybody showed us that we have got that time, that life does not stop when we're 70, 80, 90, or 99. It is her, her and Tao Porshan Lynch, which is one of my amazing yoga teachers who died at 102 and, you know, competed in ballroom dancing and did yoga and taught yoga and took people on retreats and everything up until the day she died. If nobody shows us, they show us that 
give yourself more space and time. Like you have time, you know, I didn't know. I learned today that Betty White was a vet. I had no idea that she was a veteran. So she lived quite an amazing life. And I read Tal Porshawn Lynch's autobiography and she didn't start ballroom dancing till she was like 82 years old and she won many awards and she was on dancing with the stars and Oprah and all these other amazing publications. But it wasn't until she was in her eighties, nineties and a hundred years old that these things happened. So I invite you today to just get inspired by the fact that you have time, you can give yourself more time, you could do things differently, and you can just flow with what feels good for you. Literally. I mean, I just hopped on now. I was like, I'm doing a podcast. That's how I do it. I don't have the schedule. Like every Monday I sit down at this time and do, no, it's like when I have something to say, I get out and say it. The other day I was about to, um, go on a phone call with my girlfriend, Sanda, and like her and I are pretty much the same person. Our human design chart is almost the same. And I text her and I was like, Hey, give me like 15 more minutes. Cause I'm going to do a podcast right now. And she's like, okay. So I just invite you to, and I used to always think I was crazy. Like there was something wrong with me because I was always like this, but I was fighting it. And I was trying to, you know, move in a linear way instead of in a cyclic, cyclical, I'm not saying the word right you know, more in a circle, more in seasons. Right. Um, and like now I'm in New York, I live in New York and you know, it is cold, but I am actually in a summer season in my life because I am full of inspiration and ideas and thoughts and energy. So follow yourself, follow what you need and follow your season because it's your life. I'm wishing you a happy, amazing new year filled with growth and everything that your heart desires that's in your best interest. Happy new year and ciao for now.